The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, good morning, my friends. Wakey, wakey. The early bird gets the worm. I congratulate all of you for getting up, turning on the radio, and, uh, well, learning something, uh, equipping yourself with knowledge because, well, uh, knowledge is, my friends, power. We all know that. And uh, with uh, that, I want to wish you a, a good morning and uh, welcome. Uh, Wolfgang Klein here with you, money manager, uh, focused on your success long-term. Jack Hartle, my partner. Good morning, Jack. How are you doing today? Pretty good, Wolf. Good to be here with you as always. Yeah. Uh, well, looks like another nice day in July. And uh, please take the most of the day, make the most of the day, maybe your day today. Um, but let's get to business to help you out, help you with some ideas. Uh, of course, real estate, uh, front and center, it is the season. COVID-19 putting a lot of uh, pressure on the sector, uh, but it's amazing. Uh, I, of course, I'm always combing the market for properties just for fun. Uh, it's always an interest of mine as I do own a home. Um, you know, you always look around to see what's taking place, both in cottage country and here in the city. It's, it's incredible with uh, video, with drones, with technology, with Zoom, uh, how we can do so much more research uh, actually off-site today and get a really good understanding um, of projects uh, to help uh, move the project uh, along the way. Uh, but any kind of real estate transaction is complicated. There's, there's a lot of moving parts. Once again, you have to work with professionals. Certainly, if you're getting into a uh, a large asset. In fact, uh, real estate, Jack and I believe it's cornerstone. It's all part of a long-term family portfolio. Uh, I think suitable to most people, not necessarily all people. Uh, some people certainly makes a lot more sense to rent uh, and have that flexibility and not tie up capital. But you know, for families with kids and the likes, yeah, real estate uh, for the most part I think is cornerstone. Uh, something you want to buy, <clears throat> you want to hang on to, you want to pay off the debt. Uh, you want to enjoy and you want to take care of. Uh, it's remarkable when I, uh, even in Toronto, when I see homes that are so poorly kept. And it's amazing. I think about that because once you move into a home, uh, you perhaps don't really want to uh, do a whole lot with it. Uh, and time goes by and all of a sudden it's a 35, 40-year home. And perhaps you have to move out uh, and someone's going to buy your home. And now a lot of work has to get done. And I see so much of that. Toronto is a difficult city to live in. Uh, real estate is scarce. They don't build a lot of new real estate. So the bulk of the real estate in, in Toronto, in Vancouver, uh, in Montreal, and, you know, I guess Calgary soon as well, too. That city is maturing. Um, but uh, real estate needs attention. Uh, not the land per se, but the building. It needs attention. Constant upkeep. It's so important not to let it get ahead of you. No different than a car. You have to take care of it. And again, uh, we all have talent, but talents, of course, have limits. And uh, plumbers, electricians, uh, floor guys, window people, uh, designers, you name it. Uh, there's a lot of trades uh, that, that can play into supporting a home. Uh, and with, of course, all those people comes challenges. Uh, people are tough sometimes. And uh, 
uh, sales presentations may sound good, but uh, don't necessarily go your way. And it can get ugly. It can get difficult. Uh, and it can get litigious, shall I say. And that's where uh, the law comes in and your rights come in. And uh, it, it's remarkable how uh, busy, I think, uh, that, that industry can be uh, in terms of uh, uh, dealing with uh, and unknown circumstances, unpleasant circumstances, uh, specifically to a renovation. I'm speaking, of course, getting into uh, contractual issues uh, with a builder or a developer and the like. So it's a pleasure for us to uh, have Kirk Mason on the line. He's a partner with HMC Lawyers. Um, Kirk focuses on um, construction litigation, uh, condominium property litigation, builder's liens, construction deficiencies, delayed claims, insurance defense, property claims, uh, boy, oh boy, Kirk, uh, you, you got yourself a very, very wide net uh, there. It's amazing, uh, Kirk, and thank you and welcome to Hi-Fi Radio. Pleasure to have you on the show this morning. Thank you very much, gentlemen. It's a pleasure yeah, to be no, on I the was show. Just, I, was, I was just saying it's amazing because the house I'm in right now, Kirk, needs a new roof. And I, uh, I may be selling my house, um, and I don't want to sell it with a bad roof. Uh, so I had a roofing company come over and take a look at my roof, and they said the roof that you had put on uh, was not put on very well 15 years ago. Uh, deficiencies, uh, stuff that a building inspector today would not look friendly to. Uh, it didn't make me feel very good, um, and I did have trouble with my original roofer, uh, but you can only push so far. It's, it's a cost-benefit analysis. So uh, you, tell me something. What are the biggest issues uh, that you see in the world of home renovation. Again, we're, we're going to spend some time with you, and we're going to get a commercial break quick. Let's just get, get the, the ball rolling here. Biggest issue you see right now with home renovation from a litigation point of view? Uh, from our standpoint, Wolf, uh, one of the biggest problems in this market, and it, uh, it stands true across all of Canada, is that uh, uh, you don't know who you're contracting with. Um, and certainly in Alberta, we've had a significant problem with numbered companies that pop up um, that purport to be experts who are qualified in various areas of home renovation, but who don't have the projects experience or uh, the skills to back up uh, their represented uh, qualifications. So um, I, I would say perhaps the biggest issue for everyone is knowing who to contract with and knowing how to decipher the good from the bad. Uh, we're speaking with uh, Kirk Mason. He's a partner um, with HMC Law. Uh, he's a lawyer, focusing, of course, on uh, litigation around home renovations, construction, you name it. Tis the season, be it cottage, be it your home, uh, a lot of uh, activity taking place. Uh, you need help. Uh, you need to reach out to a professional. Kirk Mason may be the individual to speak with. We're going to get a commercial break and get right back to Hi-Fi Radio. Good morning to you all. The show about money. I'm Wolfgang Klein, Jack Hartle, in for your cause. Please. Stay tuned. Money. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the show about money. It's Hi-Fi Radio. 
I'm Wolfgang Klein. It's a pleasure to be with you this morning as I join you every morning on the weekend, Saturday morning, when we talk about money. Hi-Fi Radio, Jack Hartle in for your cause. we got Kirk uh, Mason on the line. Uh, Kirk is a lawyer focusing on real estate litigation, specifically construction, renovations, uh, and all those wonderful projects that can often go awry on you and get uh, get you into a bit of a bind and a bit of a conflict. And, uh, you know, home, asset, one of the most important uh, assets uh, you can own. And, in fact, for the most part, uh, probably the largest individual purchase uh, you will ever make. Uh, so you have to take good care of it. You have to protect it. You have to do your homework. And if you hire a contractor, Kurt just told us the most important thing is who you hire. Uh, so, Kirk, uh, how do you go about interviewing a reputable contractor that's going to do the job on time, on budget, without causing too much upset to your life? Like, is, is that possible? And if so, how do you go about doing it? <laughs> well, that's, that's the million-dollar question, quite literally and figuratively, Wolf. Um, you know, there's two different approaches that you could take to doing a construction project or a renovation project at your home. Um, you know, I, I think perhaps the, the primary thing to focus on is that it's your largest asset. So uh, to me, it's not the time to be penny wise and pound foolish. Um, I'd take your time if you're doing it on a personal level um, to do your due diligence on the contractor. I wouldn't be afraid to check, um, you know, the various social forums out there um, where you have reviews of these companies that are publicly available to see what feedback uh, you're getting on these companies. You know, fortunately and unfortunately, we live in a world right now where if anybody does anything wrong, uh, typically there's a way to find out about that. Um, and checking the internet uh, or other like sources is a good litmus test um, in the first instance to uh, do a quality control check on a company. Um, you know, once you've gone through that stage, uh, I would say it's never a bad idea to do a credit check or a personal property registration check on uh, a company that you might contract with to see if there's any sort of liquidity concerns um, that may uh, raise a red flag for you on contracting uh, with these parties. Um, you know, perhaps of uh, the, the biggest importance is, you know, dealing with uh, what happens if um, you have any issues down the line, either during the course of construction or, you know, like you will f um, 15 years following your roof. Uh, most jurisdictions across Canada have a limitation period, which gives you a right to bring a cause of action against a contractor uh, within a defined period after the date you knew or ought to have known that there was a cause of action, subject ultimately to a drop-dead deadline. So it's important that homeowners uh, are aware of what protections they have if something goes wrong, and the best way to protect yourself is to ensure that uh, the contracting party has uh, commercial general liability insurance or a course of construction insurance. And if um, you're contracting with these entities, you'd be well advised to ensure that uh, the owners of the house or the owners of the commercial complex um, are uh, listed as additional insureds under the general contractor's policy to ensure that if anything does go wrong, such that there might be resulting damages to your home or to um, your commercial complex, that there's insurance coverage for that. And what that does is it mitigates against you know, potential risk that your numbered company or your John Doe contractor isn't around 
five years from now or six years from now when an issue might arise from um, a faulty uh, workmanship uh, issue with roof or, or with uh, waterproofing tie-in issue with your building envelope, etc. So the certificate of insurance is, you know, a good catch-all category uh, to have some comfort. Right? Unfortunately, what it would require, uh, irrespective of when you discover the issue, is um, some homework on the part of the homeowners to seek enforcement against the commercial general liability policy, um, but it should provide some certainty there. And, and, and sorry, you call that a certificate of insurance? That, that's correct. So a certificate of insurance, what it is, is just a one-page document that's issued from the insuring party um, that confirms insurance for the company. So and, it's and so, uh, so, so one, who, who, who holds this? Does the contractor hold the policy? Does he have a policy, uh, an umbrella policy for his business that you would then be yeah. able to uh, access five years down the road when he's actually out of business? That's correct. That's correct. And and that's why at a very minimum, you want to ensure that you've got a certificate of insurance. So the, the certificate of insurance wolf is held by the insurance party. So if we use, you know, intact or Wawanese or PCLs as an example, if ABC contractors and insured of Wawanese or intact and they make a request for a certificate of insurance, intact or Wawanese can issue to wolf. Um, uh, a copy of a certificate of insurance, which evidences that ABC contractor is an insured party of Intact or Wawanisa, and you can take that one step further and ensure that Wolf uh, and your wife are listed as additional insureds on your construction projects, so that if anything does go wrong, you have potential recovery against their uh, insurance policy down the line. Uh, so the, Kirk, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting that you bring that up. Um, I, uh, I have a, I share a family cottage. And we just got our latest uh, cottage policy, and the premium went up, unbeknownst to us. And the um, uh, in, insurance company changed to Intact Financial. That's a stock that Jack and I have been watching for some time. Uh, I, uh, I did not know that they offered uh, such insurance as well for certificate of, insu- uh, certificate of insurance uh, for builders. So it's quite the Canadian company. Jack, we'll do a little more homework on that Intact. Look, we're going to go to commercial break. We're speaking with Kirk Mason. He's a lawyer. We're talking about uh, construction law. We're talking about renovations and how to protect yourself in advance so you don't have to deal with the headaches down the road. Down the road. Uh, Kirk, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, please uh, stay tuned, friends. We're going to talk about money, real estate, and renos right after this. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Pacific Heights, and you saw that movie years ago. You remember that movie there, Kirk, Pacific Heights? Yeah. You remember it, eh? The old rental property. I think it was in um, Los Angeles. It was in San Francisco, the house, and they got a bad tenant in, and he just took the house apart. It was a nightmare. Uh, oh, oh. Well, that's a, that's <laughs> an issue that arises it, all, all too often. I can't tell you how many insurance claims I've dealt with where tenants have burnt down the house. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's scary stuff. It's scary, scary stuff. Well, certainly, you know, those big assets can cost you a lot of money. Uh, so you really have to know what you're getting into when you're buying it. Uh, you have to respect that it is a depreciating 
structure that is going to require ongoing attention. And if you let things slip, it's going to cost you so much more. The frustrating part is you spend some money to get something fixed and it wasn't properly done and often you don't know about that till later. So, Kirk, I can't thank you enough for teaching me about certificate of insurance uh, for a builder or a developer or a contractor. I, I was not aware such a thing existed. Had I known this on my last job, it would have saved me some money and a lot of aggravation because I'm actually paying the price right here, right now. Again, dealing with the roofing companies, I had a roofing company over to give me a quote and they brought a binder and they said for all the sub-trades that exist, the most complaints tend to be with roofing companies. Would you agree with that statement? Um, I would actually say uh, roofing is uh, a big issue. I'd say decking is probably one of the bigger issues that we see across the construction market in Canada. Um, Did you say decking? Yeah, that's correct. So if if you look at condominiums, for example, a lot of them have elevated uh, liquid membrane decks. And uh, a lot of the times we run into issues where the waterproofing tie in between the the wall interface of the condominium and the uh, interface of the deck is done poorly, which can lead to substantial water ingress issues. Wow. Scary, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's a condominium. So you're, so you're speaking about the balcony on a condominium, say four stories high, uh, right. water sitting on the deck and then working its way into the building because of, of, of improper membraning and, 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 and sealants. That's correct. Yes. And a lot of the times, uh, as you and I were talking about just briefly on break, uh, these issues manifest over uh, a, a significant period of time. So wh- while you may have a project that was done you know, this year or, or last year, you may only see certain issues um, arise uh, five years from now. And if you think about, you know, the, the potential damage that water on wood um, can do over a five-year period, it can be quite significant. So when you talk about, you know, assets, and I've heard you often refer on your show to, you know, uh, protecting uh, your money and protecting your assets, uh, it's important for, you know, condo owners, individual owners, commercial owners to do just that. And and the biggest thing I could encourage from a litigation perspective and just from a legal perspective is, um, you know, don't be afraid to do your homework on who you're contracting with, but don't be afraid also to spend some money to ensure that you've got proper consultation on your construction contracts. You know, the certificate of insurance is one easy example, um, but there's, uh, you know, other ways you can take that one step further, whether it's having your, your contract drafted um, or reviewed by your insurance broker or by your legal counsel, um, or, you know, as uh, a further alternative, if you're dealing with your largest asset, uh, uh, like a home, for example, um, you know, construction consultants might be available to you to hire um, to undertake this due diligence, uh, this due diligence work for you, but to moreover administer um, your contract and to keep eyes on the contractor during the course of construction. Which, when you're when you're dealing with your largest life asset, is is not a bad idea. Uh, too often, people focus on, you know, just what the bottom line says for how much it's going to cost, um, without you know considering what potential consequences could arise from hiring the wrong party. We're speaking with Kirk Mason. He's a lawyer dealing with litigation, uh, construction, renovations, liens, condominiums. Uh, It's a very important topic, and, of course, we are in the season uh, for 
uh, home purchasing. Of course, uh, COVID-19 has changed the landscape, but without question, you are seeing some activity in the real estate market. You're seeing some firming up, I shall say, uh, certainly park pockets of it. Um, but without question, you know, COVID-19 has changed the way we are living and we are spending more time uh, uh, right here in our country and in our own dwellings. And we, of course, often want to make them feel a little more comfortable, uh, often as well, no pain, no gain. The question is, how do you minimize the pain and get the gain? And again, Kirk Mason telling us it's all about doing your homework and uh, spending some extra money on getting proper advice. Um, Kirk, let me ask you. Uh, a real estate contract, um, they seem to be standardized. And as such, when you put in an offer to purchase or uh, accept a, 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 a sale price, um, on the purchase, do you need to get a lawyer to review that purchase agreement? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, oftentimes legal are involved with conveniencing in any event. But the, the the biggest thing that I'd recommend with home purchases these days, especially for residences that are are ten years um, old or younger, is that you know um, uh, prospective owners, because this is their single biggest purchase of their life, or could be the single biggest purchase of their life. You know, you you might want to go hire a building envelope consultant or a building envelope engineer. Uh, to go out to the the home that you're looking at and do what's called a technical audit. And and that is, what they'll do is they'll review as-built construction um, in its current form against what should have been there at the time of construction and assess whether there's any issues. And that, that should give you, you know, your booklet on, um, you know, whether or not there's issues that should be addressed before you take possession or whether or not there's enough issues there that should raise a red flag to you that may uh, cause you to forego um, execution of the sale on account of what you could be exposed to if you take on that asset with those issues uh, in hand or at hand. Now, I, you know, Homes on Homes, of course, has been a, a pioneer to all of this stuff here and home ownership and home renovations and all the problems people have had and industries to protect and help people once they're in trouble uh, have, have mushroomed. Obviously, you're seeing it yourself. Um, home inspectors, is that the same as a technical audit? Because I've also heard that you can now have an environmental assessment done on your home to pick up things like mold and mildew. So we have home inspectors. You're mentioning a technical audit. I'm hearing about environmental assessments. What's the difference? What, uh, let's cut through. What do you really need to get done to make sure that the, the home is safe, the, uh, the bones are sound, and the, the house is not going to implode on you, and you're not going to uh, be hit with a lot of unexpected surprises? Yeah, so the, the, the biggest potential exposure on buying uh, an asset is definitely the building envelope. So um, home, home inspectors are certainly certified to, to go review a home, um, but m- most of their review is going to be subject to a, a significant number of limitations um, that would really preclude or prohibit any finding of liability against them if they didn't find any issues. Um, the the idea with hiring a building envelope engineer is you actually have a certified engineer that goes out. They know what issues um, uh, to look for. They they know how to address those issues and they know how to uh, quantify those issues for a prospective purchaser or for an existing homeowner as to what a fix might look like. Um, and, and typically, uh, the, that to me would would be a higher quality report um, that a homeowner or prospective purchaser could rely on 
um, if if they were looking at either what had to be done to their home or or what needed to be done to a home prior to a purchase. Uh, interest of time, what would be what would be the cost for a technical audit, approximately? Um, I recommended one to a colleague of mine right here at the office, and it was approximately fifteen hundred bucks. Fifteen hundred dollars. It, it sounds like money on a million dollar asset to spend an extra fifteen hundred dollars uh, prior to purchase as a condition of this, uh, purchase makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Kirk Mason, I can't thank you enough. You sound, you sound like a great lawyer. Uh, I wish you continued success. Uh, please fight the good fight. Uh, help all of us. We all want our homes to be safe and sound and with minimal stress. Uh, wish you a great weekend, my good friend. Uh, the real estate discussion on Hi-Fi Radio continues with our good friend, Jay Child uh, from CB, Richard Ellis, coming up right after this. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We are talking about people's largest asset, houses, condominiums, perhaps a cottage as well. Who knows if you're fortunate enough to have one of those too, but we do like our homes, don't we? Sure we do. Home Depot, a company's industry built around home ownership, and it all starts with a piece of land, eh? a piece of land. That's where you're going to hang your shingle and build a home and make memories. Well, uh, our good friend Jay Child um, Always ahead of the curve uh, with uh, CBRE Limited, uh, Senior Vice President. That just means you're getting older, Jay. And uh, his partner, uh, Ian Hunt, uh, he too is a real estate guru with a CBRE, Richard, uh, Richard Ellis, um, CBRE Limited, excuse me, gentlemen. Uh, I'm going to say, Jay, first of all, kudos to you. Um, y- you called a movement, my good friend, a movement out of the 416 up into the 905 uh, due to COVID-19. And, you know, some, I think, it's really beginning to take roots. Uh, you just, I, I feel it. I see it. Um, there's a sense that people want, hey, if I'm going to work at home, I might as well be comfortable. And this notion of not having to commute as much, people are really enjoying the extra time and the lack of stress on their bodies and on their cars and on their pocketbook. Um, so, Jay, I think you made a good one. You keep running with the idea and, and building on it. I think you're onto something here. So, Ian, good to have you on Hi-Fi Radio, my man. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, just due to technical challenges as we're all remotely building a radio show for our good friends at home to help them have more money. I'm going to throw a question out to the two of you, and I'll let you choose as to who wants to answer the question. Are we good with that? Of course. And Jack, of course. Jack, when do you begin? Again, uh, you and Jay used to play pond hockey together, so you watched him as a wee boy grow up and become a successful real estate mogul. Uh, to take, take it away there, Jack. Sure. Well, we'll uh, Jay's had, a, obviously, a lot of experience, um, and Ian as well. And uh, Jay experienced, actually, the, the full force of the, the downfall back in uh, 2008, uh, being down in the U.S., uh, and very few people in my generation have actually seen a down market in real estate. 
And I think that's a function that's of the fact point. that employment has been very strong. Obviously, interest rates have been very low. But like you said, uh, J&E have really been ahead of the curve. Uh, they do sell land basically in the 905 and surrounding Toronto areas. Um, but Jay was calling for a long, long time. He's talking about uh, remote working and the fact that no one wants to, uh, no one wants to uh, commute back and forth an hour to the city. What's the point of it, especially when we have all this technology in front of us? Um, and he frequently asked me, are you going down to the city today? Are you still working today? Uh, I say, yeah, well, dragging me down to the office, taking the train. It costs me about 500 bucks a month. Uh, to take that train. So it is a significant expense for a lot of people. But uh, like I said, Jay's been talking about that for years. And uh, I just like to get, have Jay give us his perspective and Ian as well, what you guys are seeing right now in terms of the, uh, I don't know if the exodus from the city, but certainly the move to the suburbs. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, and thanks for having us on. I always appreciate it. But uh, I, I mean, I really think that it took a economic shift, uh, both in terms of how people can work as well as obviously where they can work. Um, and I think that has really gone back to where do people want to live? And the, there is a, I mean, to predict growth, it's really easy. You just follow the jobs, but when the jobs aren't all located downtown anymore and they're remote, now all of a sudden you have a lot of options and then it comes down to affordability. So when people are looking at where to live, it's like, where do I have to be? If that answer is nowhere, that specific, then it's okay. What can I afford, and where's the best value? And the best value is in the suburbs. And that and that was why uh, a couple months ago I said, you know, there's going to be a run on townhouses, semi-detached houses in the suburbs. And Ian and I have seen that, um, and I just think it's going to continue. I think people would rather, you know, live in a on their own piece of land and their own house than uh, than being stacked on top of each other uh, if they don't need to be. But they still, Jay, I would say they still have to be relatively close to the city for the fact that, uh, you know, uh, I understand that there's going to be work from home and there's going to be more acceptance of that. But you still also sort of have to have access to the city and, and I would say access to um, to major transit lines. Are you still seeing that as a positive um, force, I guess, that's driving real estate? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the, be- it's the best of both worlds that way is if you can commute, uh, if you have reasonable access to transit and to highways. Uh, and that's what we're seeing, like all of the demand. And I can just speak anecdotally. Uh, you know, this isn't, you know, I'm not referencing some statistics. I'm just going off the calls that Ian and I get uh, all the time. You know, we've got probably 30 or 35 land uh, and pre-development development deals on the market. And everybody's calling asking for, you know, the 100 townhouse subdivision in the 905. Everybody. Um, and so, the, yes, you, I mean, you're not going to see people migrating to the middle of nowhere. But amenity-based communities with transit are you know, if they're within an hour or even an hour and 20 minutes of, of the core, uh, they're becoming viable options. Uh, and, and I've got a lot of, you know, I can add to it later, but a lot of stories from, from residential real estate agents in Peterborough and Muskoka and Simcoe County and Niagara. And they're all saying that they've never been so busy. Um, you listen, you really- listen to Hi-Fi Radio. We are talking about real estate and the changing way we are living lives, uh, spending more time at home, rethinking our longer-term strategies, and, uh, of course, all that has so many different uh, implications and ramifications uh, with respect to money. Uh, you know, a name we own, down. I'm going to come back to this after commercial break, is Cartolytics. Excuse me. Um, uh, oh, help me out here, Jack, our commercial real estate company in the United States. Uh, Prologics. Prologics. Thank you, Jack. That's why I need Jack, eh? Uh, Prologics, REIT. Uh, it's a logistics REIT. It is strategically purchasing large blocks of land for industrial purposes. And, then a, and, and that land and, and those locations 
correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, have to be around people. And so the, the, the plan is to reduce commute time to get people to work in other places to, to, to fulfill our online purchasing habits. So it's incredible how, how what retail once was is now going towards the industrial route, but they're, they're taking it in that direction with a long vision in mind with respect to access to highways and access to future home developments to reduce people's commutes. So I'm going to talk more about that as we come out of commercial break. It is Hi-Fi Radio. I'm Wolfgang Klein. We've got our good friends Jay Child on and Ian Hunt. They are land experts with CBRE Limited. It's an absolute delight to have them on the air. Real estate, your most valuable asset. You stay tuned. We're going to teach you something right after this. Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? Come on back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the show, my good friends. A land of confusion, eh? Indeed, we're talking about real estate. It's Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money. We want you to have more of it. The world's changing, my good friends. We know it. We see it. We feel it. It's COVID-19. This whole talk about offices, downtown office space, what is going to happen to it? Uh, And this new type of real estate emerging called industrial real estate. And all that industrial real estate ties into the likes of Amazon and UPS, inventory, delivery. It's remarkable how things show up at your doorstep so quickly after you just hit click on your phone. A, you got to admit, it's all tied into the strategy, the longer-term strategy. And as such, Jack and I have the delight of sharing with you some wisdom from Jay Child and Ian Hunt. They're real estate experts, uh, brokers, with CBRE Limited. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for uh, joining us and uh, staying on the line. Um, let's talk for, well, I want to talk office, what's going to happen to all the inventory, is it going to get filled up? And I want to talk to you about this new flavor of real estate that I touched on, uh, industrial REITs. Um, why don't we start with office first, gentlemen. Your prediction for the office space and then the, the opportunity, uh, what is it for the industrial space? Well, let's touch on on office first. I think office definitely it's, it's changing by the day as as it relates to companies' forward plans over the next couple of years. But I think what we may see is kind of a return to you know the late '80s, early '90s in terms of office space layout, bigger plans with bigger private spaces, not so much open uh, shared spaces. And I think an interesting trend that might happen is really users following the labor and following the new population out towards the suburbs. So we may see a resurgence of the suburban office market. You know, that's actually very interesting uh, that you say that we may move away from the shared office space. Uh, Because I remember that when that theme emerged and they they were putting people basically out in cubicles on the main floor and only having a few office pods that you would book. Uh, COVID-19 is just turning it all upside down. We're going back to individual offices with doors uh, and the like. So that's sort of your call there, a eh? more space per, per individual as, to, as opposed to less space per individual. But, again, if yeah. we're rotating our, our work schedule and perhaps saying, okay, 
I'm going to work the first half, you work the second half, or I'll work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and do a rotation, that too could probably solve part of the problem to social, continue to social distance at work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think from an actual building component standpoint as well, a lot of the suburban markets have freestanding buildings. That's going to allow users, if they're in their own building, to customize or upgrade their HVAC systems as they see fit or you know, to appease a better labor pool. So that's something you can't potentially do in a downtown office space that you may be able to do in these freestanding flex office space in the suburbs. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Let's jump then over to this new type of real estate called industrial real estate. And again, uh, Jack and I own for our clients Granite REIT. Uh, Granite was a spinoff from Magna and uh, has done exceptionally well uh, amidst this COVID crisis. Uh, yet you see other REITs that have a lot of uh, retail uh, and office, and they have certainly been under pressure. So uh, not all REITs are painted with the same brush. These industrials have done remarkably well. What is the longer-term uh, forecast for industrial space? And describe to the listener perhaps what is industrial space and why is it so hot right now? Well, the real juicy part of the industrial market is really in distribution and logistics big box warehouses, and like you mentioned, serving that last mile distribution requirement for you know, inner city areas or suburban populations. And we're seeing a huge trend of suburban industrial growth centered around major highways. Gives transporta- great transportation networks, um, access to labor, and a lot cheaper land, to be frank, for the most part. Um, we saw a big trend, uh, an explosion, really, of development around the Hamilton Airport, which is essentially, you know, one of the Canada's, if not busiest, one of the busiest cargo airports. Um, and you see DHL taking a big position there for their Canadian head office. I think that's going to continue, um, and especially around those, those big transportation networks. We're talking real estate. Fascinating discussion uh, with Ian Hunt and Jason Child. Uh, they're land experts with the CBRE Limited. As you're driving up the 404, up the 400, you just look to your left and look to your right. If you see a big sign in the middle of a farmer's field, you may see the name on it. Uh, I want to learn more about this. I want to share this knowledge with you, my good friends. It's Hi-Fi Radio. Jack Hartle, of course, always in for your cause. We're always here for you. If you have any questions, by the way, about your money, uh, some ideas, some thoughts, some concerns, we're here to help you. WolfgangKlein.com. You visit us on the website. Contact us. We will take very good care of you. Uh, please stay tuned. More show on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Stay with us. There's more show still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Money, my good friends. We're going to put some CanCon in there. Ah, we should have let that run, Loretta, for 30 seconds so Kim can get paid. Hey, Kim is a neighbor of mine, actually, just down the street. I see him every now and then walking his dog. Uh, Jack, has Kim made it up to the key to battle this year to play? Uh, I don't I think he so. has, and if he would, I think he'd have to be streaming. Yeah, I think he'd have yeah, to be streaming if he yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, that's probably upset Kim Mitchell, eh? He's just... Uh, Every year goes up to uh, the key to Bella and perform. Not this year. Life's changed you know for him too. Hey, I was gonna say, well, if he could go out and play on the deck, and we all sit in our boats, it'd be good. See the patio lantern. It would be great. 
Sounds very Ozark to me, uh, but hey, <laughs> why not? Hey, a lot, lot of interest around Ozark too. Hey, eh? this unbelievable this uh, streaming and uh, digital uh, entertainment. The world's changed. It's so exciting. It's a little unnerving for some, but it certainly is exciting. And hey, you know something? It's all about the future. Uh, Ian Hunt, Jason Child uh, on the line with us. They are real estate experts. And again, when there are big ideas, whenever there's a big idea, it's all about the future. It's got to be planned. And when it comes to planning, it all starts with a clean piece of paper. And away you go. And that's really what these boys are all about. They have clean pieces of land with a future dream available uh, on them. Uh, gentlemen, uh, Granite REIT, we mentioned that we own that stock. It's done very well for us. Um, you've done some business with Granite REIT, uh, I understand. Uh, I guess selling them some land. But off air, uh, Ian, you, you used a phrase called chasing value. Uh, I've never heard the phrase. I heard the phrase of uh, chasing a stock. Right now, I'm getting calls from clients. They want to chase the Zoom stock. Zoom three months ago was 50. Now it's almost 300. Now they want to buy it. That's called chase. Don't chase a stock. But I've never heard the phrase of chasing value. And, you know, Jack, I think you got a bit of, you know, well, you, you like to chase value. Chase is not a good word, but you like value. I like value. And Warren Buffett, of course, a former value investor. So, so what do you mean, gentlemen, by chasing value? Well, I'll jump in there. It's um, when we talked about Granite Read off air. Their, uh, one of their big shifts was um, being able to go and expand their portfolio geographically. And so they weren't pigeonholed into selecting real estate just in Toronto or just on a certain highway. And when you have the option to go geographically, and this is very similar to what people are seeing now in the residential market, once you don't have to be in a certain spot, it opens up the, the options to anything else. And that's where you can chase the higher margins or the better deals or the you know, underappreciated assets. Uh, and really create that value. So that, I mean, strategically uh, over the last few years, I think Granite Reed's been an exceptional uh, example of that, where they're selling in the markets that are on fire and, and overpriced, and they're buying in, in markets that uh, fundamentally are strong but are undervalued. And, um, you know, I think, uh, I think that's going to carry through. It's exactly what we're seeing in the residential market as well. That sounds like buy low, sell high to me. Um, I've heard that line before. You know, it's, Jack and I, again, off air, we're speaking about, and we always talk about some basic fundamental truths that really you cannot debate if you want to, and when it comes to building wealth. Well, with, with life in general, there are, there are truths out there that have been proven. I learned this in the world of advertising. A friend of mine, Roy Williams, with a company called The Wizard of Ads, he spoke about universal truths. And Jack, or gentlemen, I pop quiz for Ian. Universal Truth 101 Real Estate. What's the most important factor about buying successful real estate? Location for me. I would have jumped all over that, pal. I've got uh, another one. Trick, trick question, eh? And it's location, location, location without question. Like, but Universal yeah. Truth, you buy quality. Make sure you have enough money available just in case. That's called having a strong balance sheet, thinking long term, living beneath your means, having a vision. These universal truths are so important. And every now and then, of course, the world changes and you're willing and able to adapt accordingly. Change is very important. And we are witnessing so much change right now in so many different things, thanks to COVID-19, the great reset that uh, Jack and I have also been talking about. Uh, Jay, in the interest of time, where do you want to take this conversation in the next couple of minutes with respect to your call 
on the various uh, subsectors of the real estate market. Well, I just want to add on to that universal truth. And one of those is, uh, you know, cash is king. Um, I think what we're seeing out there in terms of the volume, in terms of who's participating in the market, those with cash have all the power and all the control. There hasn't, you know, everybody asked. Jump in on that one. Because, Jack, you had a great line that you said to me yesterday. Uh, This is your pop quiz. You remember what that was about time? Yeah. You talked about compounding and universal truth there. But the time arbitrage, um, basically being able to look through the noise, putting yourself in a very strong financial position, just like Jay said, having cash and flexibility, um, and potentially the availability to take on leverage uh, by having a clean balance sheet. But when you have those things, you have the ability to look past the near-term noise, buy the good quality assets, if it's in real estate, the greatest locations, uh, if it's proximity to airports or infrastructure, whatever the case, um, having that uh, flexibility and ability to look past or beyond uh, what most people can see allows you to take advantage of compounding and the, the power of time. The, yeah, the only, so, the only, uh, sorry, the only people that get hurt in the real estate market are the people that are forced to sell. You never want to be in that position. And much similar, like Wolf, you and Jack have advised me over the last you know decade or so in terms of managing money. And the amount of times that I've called and said, hey, maybe I can just borrow or maybe I can find it down and double down. And it's always no, you know, keep within your means. It's the same thing with real estate. If you wanted to borrow money in order to, you know, to try to pursue something, then you're, you may get forced in a position where you have to sell. Um, well, once again, you're right, but the gentleman, universal truth. Uh, during our last stock market implosion, those who were selling were forced sellers, and then the panic sellers kicked in. So, my good friends, universal truth, two of them. Do not put your position ever, yourself in a position ever to be a forced seller. And number two, don't panic. It's a terrible strategy. You won't be satisfied. Well, I hope we helped you out, gave you some ideas to help you along your financial journey. Please, you can always extend uh, your questions to Jack or I. WolfgangKlein.com is how you can get a hold of us. We're delightful and pleased to be with you each and every weekend on AM640 Global News Radio Network. Uh, show runs from 7 to 8, podcast available thereafter. Tell your friends, tell your family, and continue to stay tuned to the show. I want to wish you all a great weekend. Uh, Ian Hunt, Jason Child, CBRE Limited, uh, land experts. You guys did a great job. Jack, I want to wish you a great weekend. Continue to stay safe and continue to work hard, as I know you always will. Uh, good, good weekend, my good friends. Speak to you next week. Listening to Hi Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi Fi Radio for the love of money. We'll see you next week. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.